to the Wasting Time podcast. I think this is episode 44. Chris, does that sound right? I'm like 90% sure. I'm 90% sure that's what we're at at the minute. Every time we're about to go and do one of these intros, I always think, right, I must quickly check where we're up to. And then I always forget, but I'm fairly sure we're up to 44 at this point. How you doing, man? Almost at the, the, almost at, almost at the big 5-0. Yeah, 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 it's creeping closer to that. We're going to do are we going to do anything to celebrate? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what, in... what do people do when they like hit landmarks with their podcasts? Yeah, I, I can't think of any particular examples. Anything to follow. We don't like... throw a, we don't throw a podcast party or anything. No, no. Unless unless uh, you can think of how to do one. Uh, I guess <laughs> it'll also be interesting to see who, which guest we uh, fall on for that one. Yeah, we should try and line up a, a big big name for that one, eh? Yeah, yeah. If if you could pick anyone for, for number fifty, who would you pick? Oh wow. That's a that's a question and a half. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like yeah, I need yeah. some time to think to think on that. <laughs> right. I mean if you wanna go by like status. Yeah. You know, you wanna you wanna kinda of aim aim high someone like I I guess like Mark Coppice, so <laughs> I guess that would be a... Yeah, nice, a nice booking, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I could certainly live with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Someone like Mark Hoppus or, or Travis Barker, I suppose. One of the Madden twins, or someone like Mike Ness, someone like that. Just, just all the all the big names in the in the bands that that we're into, I suppose. Well, let's let's see what we can do. Eh? It yeah, might we'll, we'll might be well. a little out of reach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, good. I guess it all seems pretty quiet in the. I guess the music world at the moment. I guess it's we're in it. The world's in a bit of a crazy place at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I guess there's quite a lot of, lot definitely a lot of musicians rallying, rallying around that though, right? And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, kind of getting out and campaigning and protesting. And, uh, yeah, you know. You see, Machine Gun Kelly and Travis would did a cover of Rage Against the Machine. They did. I have. I actually haven't listened to it yet. I've been meaning to, but I haven't got around to it yet. But um, yeah, that's a nice touch. And uh, yeah, it's cool. Like you, you see lots of lots of bands being quite active. Like as you'd expect, people like Anti Flag being very vocal on their social media and what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Menzing has released a song like donating proceeds to the cause. So. Is that the America Part Two? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. No, I haven't. I, I haven't either. I, I only saw that this morning, but I'll I'll be listening after we've done this. Did you see the announcement that um, Frank Turner is doing an album with NoFX? I did. I did. Which it's is... going to be a mashup. Some have I got that right? Is that like it's like a... it's them covering each other's songs? Yeah. So that's obviously what he was uh, hinting about when we spoke to him. He said they were they'd been working on something that they'd be announcing. So um, yeah. And was it was it Bob that 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 they really kind of half did a well did a preview of Frank yes. Turner doing Bob. Yeah, Sorry. so so that's been released. Frank at at the at the time of recording, um, Frank Turner doing Bob, and also No Effects doing Thatcher, Fuck the Kids. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's it, it's up there I'll too. Have to, uh, yeah, have it's, to check it's, that one out. It, it's cool. It's cool. It's definitely worth listening. Um, yeah, so we're gonna get a, a release of them doing more of that. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. No, no effects have. I don't know how many times No Effects have done this before, but I remember specifically the the classic No Effects Rancid split EP when they covered each other. Do you remember that? No. 
I've got a terrible memory. So. <laughs> well, it's, I'll it's, probably it's... have. I'm, I'm probably have listened to it. I'm sure you did at the time, but it's worth going back and and listening to it again. There's some fun covers on it. Yeah. Like uh, No Effects' stripped back version of Radio is pretty cool. So, yeah, go on, sorry. I was going to say, it just reminded me the other day about um, uh, No Effects and the, the book they released. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I might actually go back to that and give that another go, the, the Hepatitis Bathtub. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, you, did, you, um, did you read it at the well, time? I... I didn't read it. I got I got the audio book because it was all narrated yeah. by by essentially by the members them. of NoFX. Yeah, that's what was, I that's what I did too. Yeah, it was the way to do it. I, I might actually revisit that. Yeah, was, uh, I've, I'll still have it on my Audible. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it, yeah, some of the stories in that are crazy. It's it's funny because you know I've always kind of like NoFX, never been a huge fan, but then when I listened to that, that kind of turned me onto them more in a way, you know, just because. I just found that so compelling in in a lot of ways that 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 book. I, I mean, I had no idea some of the some of some of the journeys they've been on. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit of an eye opener, really. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I remember after listening to that, I went and watched all of their backstage passport um, things. Yeah, they didn't yeah, they watch any of those. I've watched them all, um, not well. not directly after right. listening to the audio book, but yeah, um, there. They're always good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, not really anything on my radar at the moment. No, it's I guess um, quiet for me as well. I saw that. Uh, well, friends of No Effects, Less and Jake have, have brought something out. Um, you go and have a look at that and see what that's yeah, like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, think it's just I, I haven't listened to that either. I mean, I don't know what I've been doing the last couple of days. Look at us coming to this intro, just going like, "Yeah, this is out. I haven't listened to it. This is out. I haven't listened yeah. to it." Sorry, listeners. We'll do better next time. But we promise we got a good, we've got a, a, a cool interview. So you know. Yeah. Well, we may as well just get into that. Yeah, we've got shall fuck we? All else to about. <laughs> uh, yes. So we we had the pleasure of talking to Alex Costello, who's the singer for the Eastbourne band Rome, and uh, you know we got into the career of Rome and the the crazy heights that they've experienced so far, and uh, I think it's a cool listen. So today we are joined by Alex Costello, who is the frontman of the band Rome. How's it going, Alex? I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not yeah. bad. Thanks, thanks so much for giving us some of your time today. No worries. No worries. Where, where, where are you right now? What, what part of the world? So I'm in Eastbourne. This you is are where, Eastbourne. yeah, this is where I live. Um, we got the beach. It's very nice. Very nice to just keep going down there. You know. Yeah, but are you Eastbourne born and bred? Because I know, obviously. No, I'm I'm actually uh I was born in Derby and then oh, right. I grew up in Derby like until I was about 12. Yeah. And then because of my dad's job we moved down to Eastbourne and then from there just stayed in Eastbourne. Got it. Yeah, okay. I, I I remember I remember getting told that we were going to have to leave Derby and yeah. I cried my eyes out. <laughs> it's fu- it's funny I can relate to that and uh, ironically so for me I grew up in Brighton until I was 11 and then really? I moved to yeah I moved to uh, Morpeth which is just north of Newcastle when I was 11 and so I can relate to you like I was absolutely devastated when that happened. Mm. Oh mate yeah especially when you're like that age you know. Right yeah. That yeah. area it- time you're like, oh, my friends. <laughs> can I yeah. take them? With? I literally it's... said to my mum, can I take my friends with me? <laughs> <laughs> so so all, all the rest of the boys living, still living in Eastbourne, then are you all kind of... Yeah, everyone, like, 
we we live pretty close to each other like um everyone everyone's pretty much a 10 minute journey a car journey everyone's in eastbourne right. except from the drummer miles who lives in hastings which is okay. like 40 yeah. minutes 40 minutes away so yeah it's we're we're pretty close to it it's, it's like eastbourne's quite a small small town so everyone's quite close to everything it's like the furthest you go is like 15 minutes out right so right. It's, it's quite a little cute little town you guys have never been tempted just to move over to Brighton with, you know, obviously Brighton's quite a... It, I mean, it's funny. It's funny you say that. It's like, I used... I like Only like two years ago, I really wanted to move over to Brighton. I thought it was like the yeah. coolest thing. Um, yeah. And then I stayed there for a bit, uh, just at one of my friend's uh, apartments. Um, right. Just for a while. And I was kind of over it. <laughs> Oh, really <laughs> but but i don't know whether because i was on my own in this apartment but um i don't know whether it was just the fact that i was on my own or whether i just didn't really vibe with brighton as much as i thought i would and then oh, i don't know i've just got this thing with eastbourne my heart's in eastbourne <laughs> got it right and it's funny you say that as well because i mentioned i lived in brighton until i was 11 and then moved to the northeast. Then I went to Sussex Uni, like because I was just desperate to get back to Brighton the whole time. Really? And when I moved back there as an adult, I it didn't vibe with me either. That's, and like, I've is... lived in London for about twelve years now, and and I I I take London over Brighton any day now. And like you know, it's really? nice to go there every now and then. But personally, I couldn't live there either. Really? So so you know how how have the last few weeks been like uh, life in Eastbourne under lockdown? How, uh, have you been coping with that? I I. I mean, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm like, I think it's very nice time for a for a creative person, for people, right. you know, like for people to have this time where they can like just try new things, be creative, and I'm kind of one of those person uh, people. So doing that, you know, I've just been every day, pretty much writing every day, writing not just Rome stuff, but like you know other. Th- other things with other people and okay. you know just just do just doing different things every day and then and then just you know going outside a lot and going to the beach a lot so what so what did you kind of had it have in the kind of immediate future then that was that's kind of been been stalled obviously you're on the slam dunk bill this year but do you have much yeah. in the way of, of tours and shows so all booked up we were we were just about to book something um over the summer and then it was like a week before and then the whole lockdown happened and we were like, right, well, <laughs> we can't really do that then. But yeah, we had like Slam Dunk planned and some other yeah. festivals and it was, it was you know, looking like a, a cool summer. Um, and then so we were, we were looking to expand on it and then kind of just shut down all the plans for that. And so luckily we didn't have to, I mean, the only two things that we had to cancel were, well, well, they cancelled was like Slam Dunk and Two Thousand yeah. Trees. Um, oh, you on that as well? Okay. Yeah, which you know, which which is a shame, but um, obviously you can't really do anything about it. But yeah, so I mean, I was excited, but you know, it's it's yeah. what it is. What was the last tour you were on? Like, what was happening? You know, when this all kind of kicked off in March ah. for you? Was or was it some downtime or? at the time or were you kind of in the middle or something we we just we just finished a tour like we did a tour uh uh it was the a uk tour like independent venue week tour where we we went around all these like uh smaller cities and played small venues and it was great tour 
loved it played places like york and margate and stuff oh, nice. i really nice. really loved it it was a proper like you know you know just playing like little sweaty shows it was great and um we came off that like start of february so i think it was like the 6th of february so it was like it was like a month before everything uh happened and I remember Matt got a pr- Matt got proper ill. Like he w- he looked like he had a flu. Like, and he was proper bad. Like through through like six days of the tour, like to the end. Right. And he was very bad. And looking back to it, we were like, did he actually have it? Like, yeah, it's actually question, nuts. Yeah. Like, because you don't know whether you know people take it differently. You know, and some people. Um, react to it differently but Matt's yeah. was Matt Matt had the flu on our tour and that was at, that was close to that time and um I don't know we don't we will never know really yeah, <laughs> unless no, we get sure. unless we get tested and we're we're able to see, see that if people have exactly. had it or not you know yeah yeah I suppose well fingers crossed for you that, that I guess it was that because then obviously you know you you've been exposed to it and you're okay but you know yeah. you just don't know yeah I don't know well, maybe soon. Yeah, so obviously, I guess nothing's going to be booked for the immediate future now. Is, is like you say, is it just kind of writing? And I mean, is, have you got the option to kind of record some stuff as well. I mean, what, what, yeah, what's... like we've um, we've got the stuff to kind of record stuff here. So I think that, and then we'll sort out a way to maybe do some rehearsals in the in the future. And um, I mean, I'm. I'm looking at some new stuff. Um, been writing that kind of, you know, new stuff kind of vibe. And um, so, yeah, we don't know what, like, you, we just don't know what's going to happen with even studio times and all that kind of stuff. So sure. we're just kind of, yeah. you know, like making demos and, and that kind of stuff and using, using the most out of this time. I think it's a very valuable time to have, like, for for a writer, this is the time the time that you want. It's just yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. time it's, to do it all. It's good that you're good that you're taking advantage of it in that respect for sure. Had, yeah. had you um after after the last year's record had had you talked about like you know um when you were, were going to perhaps do another full length and like what kind of direction you you were going to go in or were you just more so just kind of riding that one out still? Uh, we we were like. Only up until like um, like uh, two months ago, where we started talking about doing some new material. Um, so we were kind of still oh, riding see, okay. on that uh, last record. Um, yes. And obviously, yeah. uh, and obviously, like after all this, uh, you know, um, thing is over, that it's going to be a time where people are going to be wanting to hear new music and yeah. kind of like kind of like you know forgot like got over the fact that you just put out a record about a year and a half ago you know yeah yeah so yeah. i think you know yeah There's looking def- at doing something definitely yeah i mean we were talking to some of our our last guests as well around the the appetite for kind of new music but the appetite as well when when kind of like when live music does become a thing again and venues can start to open up you You'd hope that like people will just be like desperate to, oh. to go and see bands again, get out to live venues, probably more so than before. You know just, that. that yeah, so I much. I was chatting to my manager about it, and I was like, it could be actually very good. Like eventually, when we get there, that people 
won't be so picky choosy about like things like shows anymore and they just will go yeah i'll go to it yeah i'll go to it and like yeah. you'll see a lot more you know a lot more success in shows and that and that is something that every band wants to see you know so where, it where, could it could be positive all the, you know where would you like your kind of first show back to be if you could choose any right oh, good um, question Nick. i like that that's a good question um <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe a London show, like a a small London show or something like that, might be quite cool. I think it have it would have to be something near our area. Um, yeah. Okay. What are some of your favourite smaller London venues? Like, what, when you say that, what venues do you have in mind? Hmm. Um, I remember we played what um you know Barfly. What's that changed to yeah. now? What's it called? I don't know what Barfly is these days. It's like Camden something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it, does it still do live music upstairs at the Barfly? I, I thought it just changed name and it's still a venue. Okay. Because I haven't seen or known of anyone playing there for ages. No. Oh. I well, mean, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, something, something like that. Something that I, I remember we, yeah. played, we played the Barfly. I remember we played Barfly, like, it was it was five years ago. And, yeah. um, you know, we just put out our... A viewpoint EP, and yeah, we, and um, I remember it being a crazy show. There's like a little video that we found, and it was like of the show, and we we're like, "That was right. nuts! That was so fun!" <laughs> nice. So yeah, cool. yeah, excited to do something like that again, you know. Or yeah. whether it's or whether it's Brighton or Eastbourne, we don't really have any venues in Eastbourne. We had right. we when we were you know first starting out, there was one venue, and um, it was um just a pub and it is like a 50 cap pub that the the people didn't really they loved the fact that you know there was kids and they wanted to go crazy to the music so they loved all the <laughs> moshing and all that kind of stuff oh, nice. and it's just amazing because there was no like you know there was not really any rules it was like if you get hurt then whatever and it's kind of your old your own fault but um, they yeah. accepted it all which was great just people moshing <laughs> in their pub whilst people are just over there getting a little drink yeah. but like t- i'm talking tiny little pub in eastbourne i guess we, was that right was that right at the start then when you guys were just kind of coming together yeah yeah uh so, a few shows there yeah cool so did you all get did you guys all meet kind of in school or i mean i, I assume you were um so me and alex um the other singer and guitarist um yeah we we went to school together so i met him when i was in year seven which is 12 well 13 or something like that yeah and so we didn't we didn't really get right in together until we were like year nine ten you know we just i don't know i didn't think we we knew much about bands or anything like that we just knew like oh nickelback (laughs) simple plan stuff like that you know and you didn't actually think you could actually do anything with music yeah at that you know at that time right um but then we started writing when we were like getting into year year 10 year 11 and then we started a band in college um i met in college i met sam and he was very much into like the same type of music that i was into at that time and which was he which was which was kind of like you me at six and it was that time you know when they were popping up um and you know and so i was like yo we're gonna start a band 
it's going to be great. It, I mean, it wasn't. It was <laughs> it was our first <laughs> bands. It was very like it was very like just pop songs, pop pop punk, ve- like the the most pop side okay. of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and so it was me, me, Sam, Alex, and then our old drummer Charlie. Um, I'm, I knew Charlie through play uh, playing football. We we played for the same football team. Right. Um uh yeah. And so that was our first band. I was playing guitar and then Sam actually played guitar, but he was playing bass in this band and then I decided that he should play guitar and then I'll I'll go on to bass because he's he's good at guitar and he wants to be on guitar. So I I said, You go on guitar, I'll be on bass. I don't know what yeah. I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it may you know. Um, I didn't realize that I was supposed to be the backbone of the song, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> playing the bass. Um, yeah. I just thought it was like another guitar. <laughs> and then, so yeah, we finished finished that band. That wasn't really getting anywhere. Yeah. And then we we I just wanted to go on vocals. Um, and then we met um Sam had a mate called Matt, who was in another band that Sam was half in, and he played bass, but like only just like started playing bass so he um he was like oh do you want to try out for our new band we're gonna make and so he was like yeah sick so there was now five piece it was me me sam alex matt and charlie and that's where rome started then we did our ep in eastbourne Um, and like I'm assuming from the name like you guys were like into story so far and yeah like like that at that point yeah, so when Rome was starting, our like what we listened to was Set Your Goals, Such Gold, um yeah. uh Story So Far, Man Overboard. It was all that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first kind of stuff we liked. And when we were coming up with a name for the band, we didn't necessarily go, Oh, Story So Far are cool, let's call them up. It was more of a we had an iPod and we like were shuffling through songs just to find a band name, and we came across Rome. It wasn't, yeah, it was yeah. like we came across Rome and we were like the fact that we want to be able to travel with this band is kind of like a great name for it, right? Okay. And so we were like, that's sick, and we didn't really because at the time, stories of far were like no one really knew of them. We went to see them play a show um at tunbridge wells and there was about mate there was about 20 kids in the crowd that was it yeah 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 so they like they had just released under uh under soil and dirt and like no one knew about this band so it was like and they they were like just at the just just before the album got massive right and we decided to call ourselves rome we got some uh some some for that but um I think it benefited us in a way. And anyway, it's like being called Rome and like linking to pop punk. It was just like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, so so I think it did. I think it did good for us. So were you just mainly playing around like Eastbourne and Brighton? Like what? What kind of what was what was the scene like? Like what bands were you playing with at this point? Like um, once once it's become Rome and you know you're kind yeah. of driving it. So. Yeah, so once we were Rome, um, Eastbourne had this weird hardcore scene at the time. It was like a Hastings, an Eastbourne hardcore yeah. scene. Um, just loads of 
hardcore bands and we were like the pop punk band on every hardcore show (laughs) so that's how we started off doing it um like like giants came to eastbourne and we supported them right and that was like you know it was a it was a great show like a lot of kids came out for that giants this band called illusions hardcore and then uh, another band that were my mates in and then asked the pop punk band <laughs> to start with <laughs> hey guys um and yeah we we booked our own tours at this this time we just went right let's find let's find uh pop punk bands in different areas find out where they're from make them do a headline show and we'll just do support so we were like leicester let's find a band in leicester find yeah. a venue make them be the headliners and we'll be the support all like that and we did like a okay. we did like a midlands tour as our first kind of thing and then we did like a little weekender which was like margate was it margate i don't remember actually canterbury and stuff like that. it was more like Kent. okay what, and, what were uh, some of the bands that you were you were doing this with oh we did it on? like we would it wasn't like a touring like you know bands with us it was literally we were yeah yeah we were the touring bands and they were the they were the local bands so we just used the local bands and then we'd get onto their you know thing and um i mean that helps that helps a lot just the fact that they would bring people because they were the locals and we just got to play in front of new people every time yeah and um yeah and that was the that first kind of tours that we did. And okay. then did that kind of... Sorry, go on, Nick. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, how did that kind of fast forward into kind of um, that, that that kind of strong following that, I guess, kind of got Hopeless kind of involved? Is it, what, what, um, what happened within that kind of period? Okay, so after that, we decided... We were so stoked on just, like, the fact that we were playing shows everywhere. Like, well, like, we could just do it. We've done it now. We're able to just keep, you know, booking yeah. shows. Um, um, Like, we played, like, a random show with Tonight Alive in Brighton. And we were like, whoa, like, we're making it now. <laughs> this is it. Like, like, we were the first, yeah, we were the first band on in this Tonight Alive show. And we were just like, this is what? nuts. What venue was that at? Uh, the Haunt. Oh, the Haunt. Okay. I yeah. do love the Haunt. The Haunt's a, well, yeah. it's, it's different now. I don't. I've not been to it now, but um, um, yeah. And so, you know, we we're kind of like just on the verge of doing some like bigger stuff. Yeah. And um, and uh, I remember actually, I just thought that like there was a talk. This was the time where we were talking, like me and Alex, and we were like, "Do we carry on?" Like kind of thing. We already had though, like that kind of doubt whether we should carry on or not, because we were at the time nine. We were like nineteen, and yeah. we were trying to make it as a band, and yeah. everyone else is going to uni and stuff. <laughs> everyone else is like, you know, go and do law degrees, and we're like, let's try and do a band and like play some pubs. I guess you were all kind of working jobs as well, I guess, were you? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and um, yeah, so I think at this time we were, you know, just seeing what what, what was going to happen. And so we we had we had like five songs like already ready to record. So we went and recorded in Kent um, mm-hmm. this EP called Head Down. 
which is still t- today is one of my favorite pieces of work we've ever done and okay. i don't really i don't really know how we actually accomplished it and and because it's just i don't know i think it's a very special piece of music that whole ep um and i think that was definitely a, a step and so with this ep we didn't we wanted some help with um like putting it out and actually like we we put all our money together we got all like i think it was like 500 quid each got it all together all five of us and we were like okay so this is going to pay for uh recording artwork and then pr and um we used um we looked up some pr that that was local to us it was in brighton and so we hit them up and it was um it was actually uh leander who's uh neck deep's manager i I know him yeah and this is the time where neck deep were like coming up and we were like oh that's cool that like there's another pop punk band out there it's like boosting that kind of pop punkness and we're like that's sick um and at this time, actually, they they were doing they were just doing they were doing their first tour, I think, or something, and yeah. they needed a support band in Southampton, and we were like, "We'll do it." <laughs> Two hours away, we'll be a support yeah, band. Yeah, we'll be the yeah. first on, and uh, we played the show. It was a one-off show, and um, I remember Danny, Danny the drummer, he bought one of our shirts, and we were like, "Oh, sick, bro! <laughs> Thanks, mate." <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, and then you know we we talked to them for a bit and had a little relationship like like start there and um and from that um you know like with our press for this ep um it really helped us get into like things like rock sound just like the tiniest little like mentions but it was just like great for us we we couldn't believe it and yeah yeah um, yeah it was great but even though it was like about a sentence long going there's a band in eastbourne did you know (laughs) um we were like this is the sickest thing um so yeah and um and then and then leander hit us up saying Hey, Neck Deep are doing a headline tour, and they want you guys doing it with them because um, because they liked who you were, um, and from from the show that we played with them, and they and we were like, whoa, what like a real tour? <laughs> That's nuts! And they're like, yeah, yeah, they're they're releasing their um wishful thinking album, and we were like, yes, okay. yes, yes, we were like hundred percent. Yeah. And that so, been, um, yeah, it was exciting because I yeah. I remember going I remember going to see Matt, our bass player, and going, mate, we're going on tour, neck deep, January. It's like a three week tour, and we were like, what? Oh, sick! <laughs> so really, like, neck deep were a big help to like us taking us on tour and that. And um, that yeah, that must be we got re- well, we got close with them, and it was just a great little friendship, and um. It was just we bought we bought a little van, um, and um, we took our mate Elliot, who was a videographer, um, just to film. And we were like, we don't need a merch guy; we'll do it ourselves. So instead of taking a merch guy, we took a videographer and started just filming stuff and having footage. I think that was a you know like uh, the start of us filming stuff. We film we filmed a lot of stuff, right? Um, and then yeah, we did this tour and it was like mental and it was like the best time ever. 
And then for what, at this at this moment, what we kind just of got venues were Nick? What kind of venues were Nick Deep doing at that time? Um, we did uh, so we did Barfly. I remember yeah. that. Um, we did. I think it was called Audio in Glasgow. I think it's Audio. It's underneath a bridge, whichever that one is. Right. Um. Um. We did Manchester Sound Control pretty sure yeah sound control in manchester yeah and we just did all these um they were like 200 cap venues but they were they were selling them out and we were like that's just sick man we're actually playing to people now and like people we just we had we had head down out the ep and we had we had some merch that like was uh very linked to the head down ep and kids were freaking buying it man it was mental we were like what is going on and these kids <laughs> just like loving it um was is this early yeah. 2014 yes this is 2014 yeah i remember yeah. i remember around that time you guys came and played do you remember punktastic used to do a night at the old blue last every month and i think you yeah guys headline one of those at that time i remember yeah yeah, yeah i remember yeah wow yeah we played that like three times yeah, yeah. So that, that's that, that's a fun venue as far as as far as the smaller ones go. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, but yeah, so after that we came off the tour like, oh, that was sick. Um, and then they had Leander told us that they had signed to Hopeless, and we were like, that's so cool, man! Like, what? <laughs> like a a UK little pop punk band signing yeah. to. Signing to the other end of the world <laughs> yeah. in California with like people like All Time Low and New Fang yeah, Glory. Yeah. And yeah, we were like, yeah. that is nuts. And then we were like, okay, it's sick. And um, um, we were like, oh, sick. Like maybe the scene is, maybe something's actually popping off, you know? And then we got back off the tour and I looked at the Rome email, <laughs> the Rome emails. And, um, I saw an email that just said, hi guys, I like your music. Can I have more please? And I was like, all right, look down. And it said, yeah. hopeless records. And I was like, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I was like, this sounds like an absolute child asking for more music. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I said, I said, I sent it to my manager. I was like, is this actually hopeless? Cause it sounds like a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was I'm like, fucking with you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, that's hopeless. And I was like, oh. And so from then on, they were like, yeah, we want to chat with you over. Uh, we did a Skype call, chatted to them. It was sick. We were like, what is actually going on? And um, and so we chatted to this um for their with their um um A and R guy for ages and just discussed stuff until they were like, yeah, we wanna we wanna sign you. And so we were the, we were their second English act ever, which is pretty like I think that's after neck deep, which is I'm totally fine with that. It's like it's yeah. such a great thing to have, you know, known that we were the second British uh, act getting signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and we were so stoked about it, like uh, yeah. Pretty we were de- like pretty defining label. moment for you guys. Yeah. Us, really. 
and uh, we got into the local paper as well, like uh, <laughs> Eastbourne band signs to American le- record label. Oh, nice. And we were like, this is so sick. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's how we signed with Hopeless. And yeah. So what So what did you agree with Hopeless from the off? Because you brought, brought an EP out first, didn't you, with those guys? Yeah, we were like, you know, we don't think we're ready to bring out an album yet. We're okay. still trying to learn who so we that, are really that was them and not uh, that was you them yeah that was us we were like we want to do an ep they were like that's fine yeah right, do an cool. ep and so they they put out an ep and then they have three albums with us so yeah we did an ep and then three albums and um it was great and um it really did help that ep was a very good little launching plat- uh, pa- platform for us uh-huh to then yeah. go to make people a bit more excited for like our next release instead of just going like boom here's an album being like here's a little teaser then an album yeah so so, so was it hopeless that kind of then start to kind of open the doors for you uh outside of the uk with with shows and tours and stuff uh outside of the uk uh yeah they did help with uh like our first tour in the us like it was set it off against the current as it yeah. is and us oh so you, had, we you like, had you had some people from home, home yeah we had as there. it is from brighton what, with us yeah i was gonna say they're from brighton aren't they so, so yeah we used to do shows together to when we were small they were the only other pop punk band um yeah so yeah we did yeah. those kind of shows together and it was good um so yeah it was quite nice um going over there knowing the other guys we actually shared a um like a little van with them. There was thirteen of us in this little van. And right. Mate, okay. Mate, honestly, flipping heck. <laughs> Worst idea. There was there was no room. There was no room in this van. But we were like, yeah, go on then. And then, like most nights, we didn't have a place to stay, so we just like oh, God. make it up. I don't know. Yeah. It was a mess. But honestly, no regrets. <laughs> but yeah so like hopeless did help us out with that kind of stuff um and um obviously with warp tour as well um we didn't have a contact to get to warp tour but then uh hopeless did and they liked off that must have been that must have been another bit of a defining moment for you guys i mean uh, to get that first warp tour kind of gig like yeah, like, I didn't actually know much about Warped Tour at oh, all. Right. Okay. I didn't actually okay. know, like, I heard a little bit about it, but I didn't realise it was as great as it was. Right. <laughs> and then, so I had to go and see it. And Chris- well, like, when we did when we did it, I was like, okay, I get this. This is so good. Chris and I were, I guess, in a band, what, 15, 15 20 years ago, Chris? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that yeah. was like, that was the, um, like, the dream, the ambition was kind of, I guess, yeah. Warp tour, yeah, yeah, mate. Definitely. Honestly, it's still to this day one of the best tours I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, like I didn't know much about it at all. I mean, we didn't well, know I... we didn't know much about the the states at all, really. Right, right, right. I mean, so... I've got to say, because because I because I I was in a, a band more recently, and like when I saw like you guys and as it is going over and doing warp tour, because like we you know we weren't on your level, but we kind of like the maximum level we got to was like we got signed to the same label as Gospel Youth and like put out splits with them oh, and sweet. stuff, you know. So like you know like we're a few steps down, like but mm. you know but 
as Nick saying, it being a dream of mine for many years to do warp tours. When I see you guys doing it, you know, I was just like, yeah, that's that's pretty sweet for them. Mm. Yeah, so, oh mate, I was so blessed, blessed to have that. <laughs> like, who who were some of the big acts on that on that warp tour that you did? Um, there was a lot, man. There was like um, some forty one, um, yeah. <laughs> stories so far, um. Uh, yellow card um trying to think a lot of metal bands too like so many right was and uh, did you and being on warp tour did you get to like hang out with a lot of these people a lot yeah it's and, actually and great because you, you park up like um you park up next to it like every day you're parked up to next next to someone different they're just yeah you know, it's all random um but it's great it's just a little traveling community and you just get to know people yeah, yeah. and you just go up to anyone and you're just like you're all right <laughs> how's it going <laughs> hey, what do you do all that kind of stuff it's just so so nice it's such a beautiful community on that um warp tour like i really do they i really do hope they do something like that i heard um kevin lyman mentioning something that might be coming um right. but uh, yeah i just hope it's something similar to that because that is such a great time of just hanging out with people having friends and meeting people have you done building have you done have you done the full run before i know because i mean we've spoken to a couple of guys who've done it and they just they say it is like so relentless to do the whole thing and it, it can't yeah we did the whole seven we did the whole seven weeks yeah and it was right. okay but the thing is, like, this was our first ever time actually getting some sort of uh, bus kind of vehicle, right? So we had this thing called a bandwagon, which is it's basically like a bus, but it's just got a trailer on the back, and um, it's basically yeah, it's it's got a shower, bunks, and like a fridge, a cooker, and stuff. And we kind of was like, okay, if we're gonna be doing this for seven weeks, we want to try and do it in like nice style. So we did it, and because we all we'd ever known is sleeping on laminate floors, wooden right. floors, yeah. and yeah, yeah, you know, for us, we were like, "This is so good, this is peng." <laughs> Whereas everyone else, like a lot of more people, are like, oh, "I literally can't do it." But we were like, because we we literally slept in just dirty, horrid places that we were so like mate i've actually got a bunk <laughs> like this is so good couldn't yeah, sleep so like though, the driving overnight literally i could not sleep because it's just like rocking all the time right okay okay but yeah like you know we were so like this is just beautiful just getting to sleep whenever we want in our own bed on tour <laughs> and that was yeah just and then you got, and then it, 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 you got the weird thing of on warp tour when you don't know what time of day you're going to play each day as well. I suppose. That's, yeah, that's uh, so funny. Yeah, <laughs> like sometimes you're playing at like eleven fifteen, and you're oh my gosh, like yeah, and and you you because you go out in the mornings and try and like you know sell your CDs to all these random kids, you know, and um yeah. So every band kind of does it, and um, you're just yeah. trying to get your your band out there, and um, um, and then you come back, and they're like, "Didn't you hear? We're playing in like half an hour." And we're like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to go and like go and warm up, run on stage like early in the morning. 
but no, nah, yeah. it was actually sick, and I think it's such a respectful way they do it in in the whole like you know, um, having bands play all different times every single day. It's just right. great. Yeah, it gives everyone a chance, and it it's it's just a fair way of doing it. Yeah. Except from yeah, you know, yeah. like the big so, the big stages will always have a big act at the end. Of course, yeah, yeah. There's got to be some leeway for that, of course. Yeah. So, was was it after that first Warp tour that you, you you did you go straight to working on that first full length after that? No, uh, we 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 actually had a whole uh, full length on Warp tour. Um, oh, but okay. then straight so after Warp tour, we kind of started writing for the next thing. Oh, okay. So was it 2016 you did Warp Tour the first time then? Yeah, we did 2016 and uh, 20. Oh, sorry, man. That's yeah, all right. Um, is, I we is did the year before, so I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, no worries. Um, the we just put out our first album in Martin. I don't know February. Yeah, something like that. It was January, a, man. Early 2016. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, early 2016, and we just non-stop toured. We did. A UK tour. It was like Europe headline tour followed by, oh no, it was just fully Europe headline tour, yeah. and then we came off that, went on tour with Against the Current. Yeah. Wait, how do we even know about them? Did we know? Yeah, I think it was them. Um. Yeah, cause oh yeah, yeah, we did a tour because we knew them from the first US tour we ever did, and so we did Against yes. the Current Europe tour. So we went Europe. Then we went Europe again. Then we did yeah. Japan for a week. Then we came back and did Europe again with Simple Plan. And so we literally smashed Europe to pieces. We went everywhere in Europe yeah. with all these that three three different bands. And um and then came off that, then went straight to Warp Tour. It was it was just and then came off Warp Tour, went to Australia, then went to the UK to do a headline backbone tour. It was a busy year, and I was my favorite. It was one of my favorite years. It was just, it was just nonstop. Didn't didn't you tour with um, Good Charlotte around that time as well? Oh, that when time, yeah. Well, it wasn't a there. tour. It was just a one sh- one off show in Manchester. Oh, you they just did they oh, hit okay. us up and they were yeah. like, "Yo, we love Rome. Um, wow. Can you <laughs> can you um, do you want to do a show with us or something?" We we're like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and you know what's funny is that we played the Netherlands the day before, and we literally right. had to drive overnight all the way to Manchester from the Netherlands. Oh my god! And then god, we got really? there like dead, <laughs> dead, and we were like, "Yeah, we're here, <laughs> president." <laughs> and w- and, and so, was yeah. it worth it? Oh, fully, mate. Do you yeah. know what's funny as well? Like, because it warped or no, we got the message off them like before that show, like it was before the summer. And yeah. so we went on did warp tour and I didn't we never we didn't actually speak to Good Charlotte but they they actually did some they did some shows at Warp Tour. It was a great warp tour, man. They had so many good bands on that one. Yeah. Uh, a lot of pop punk bands. And um we did the APMAs, which is and and I sung a song yeah, with Neck press Deep. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Oh right, okay. I yeah. did a song with Neck Deep where they had like loads of features, beat like featured a load of people coming on and singing and stuff, and I came on and sang uh, a blink song and um yeah and so at that time we were in the apmas and um i saw the guys from good charlotte and i yeah. knew that they they'd contacted us and said that um they liked our band and so i just went up to them and went hey man 
uh, like to the to the guys. I was like, I'm in Rome, and they were like, Whoa, we love your band, dude. <laughs> And I was like, "Whoa, really?" <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, we love you." And it was it was quite nice because it was like they obviously didn't know who I was until I came up to them and just was yeah, like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. I'm in Rome," and they just loved it. And it was really it was really cool. It was a really cool moment. And then from that, we kind of had a nice little relationship with them when when we went and played with them and uh in manchester and then we did and then we were with them when we played reading and leeds mate it was a busy year <laughs> yeah it was wow. a busy year and so we we kind of chatted to them throughout that time which was quite nice you know nice man and and you mentioned before it was that like towards the end of that year that you started looking at the putting together the record that you, you were going to put out in 2017 yeah and this this is the first one you did that you actually recorded in the states if i'm yeah it was our first time doing an an album and not a place where we have to sleep on the floor i mean we still okay no actually we didn't sleep on the floor for this one we realized that when we did the one in kent sam told me sam told me yesterday that we we slept on a, a studio floor like it was the studio floor so the laminate wooden floor for five days without showering the whole time and actually doing an album and that was the head down album aep yeah. Um, but yeah, we were like, okay, we must have smelt. <laughs> we must have smelt really good every day. Just you know, nineteen-year-old boys just sweating <laughs> in, a, in a studio in the summer, not showering yeah. for five days. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we you know we were like, oh, should we do our album? Um, where should we do it? And so we were like, we hit up Kyle Black and. Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, come out to California. It was a bit surreal, really, doing an album, being like, we're going to go out and do our album in California. And it's funny because uh, Neck Deep, we were out there at the same time doing their album with... Um, All right. I can't remember what his name is. but um, So, yeah, they were, like, nearby, and um, we went to, a, like, a hopeless kind of vibe party with Neck Deep, and, um, yeah, it was a messy night. <laughs> um yeah, lots of throwing up. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so we did our Great Hearts and Nosedives album over in California, which was a bit surreal, but it was it was like you go to California and you think you're going to the beach every day, but you're not. You're in the studio. You're in the indoors and it's hot. Um, yeah. You know, did you and... did you notice a difference in terms of like like the production and, and working oh, with mate. Kyle, like that that being the next level when you're in that environment? Kyle sorted us out with our like structures, you know, like structures of the songs, like proper yeah. proper like looked into them, yeah, and actually like made sense of these songs and actually made them like not drag on too much, not have places where this doesn't make sense. Like proper worked on them, you know. Yeah. And um and then his production like is still like one of my favorite productions of an album. Like the sound of it, the mix of it is just incredible. And yeah. um um I mean it was still tough doing that album because we didn't actually have much written for it and um we kind of wrote a lot of it in the studio. Um but yeah. It was um it was a great time stressful but great still at the same time um yeah like i've i remember when that album came out it just i mean the 
like you say, the production on it, I, I, I feel you could really notice the difference between that and Backbone. Yeah, and, it uh, kind of stepped us up, you know. Yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. Mm. And then I think I, I saw you on what must have been one of your first tours of that album, just when you went out with Waster on on a UK tour. I remember seeing oh. you come play the Dome in London. Yeah. Oh, mate. Christmas, I think it was. I love that yeah. show. That was a fun yeah. show. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, that album did really quite well for us, you know. Okay, okay. Did that kind of, did did that album kind of take it to the next level a little bit? Do you think from from, from in a uh, way, yeah, I think I think it grabbed a lot more people's attention and uh, playing fiction sorted us out. <laughs> Do you know what's funny <laughs> okay. as well? Like, so playing fiction is the last song that we recorded was the song that we literally didn't work on like much at all. It was very like how we did it on the demo. Just keep it how it is. Didn't really change it at all. Yeah. And we and then even from them we were like, I don't know, it's just a song. And we were so hyped on like another song being the sing the first single. And every every time we played it to people, they were like, Nah, playing fiction is the single. And we were like, What's he on about? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. And then we did, and we put it out, and it went went on like every playlist and we were like whoa okay fair enough maybe it is <laughs> maybe it yeah. was supposed to be the <laughs> single so i guess i guess moving on to to smile wide then is any i mean how did that get set up with with machine um obviously it's pretty pretty big deal yeah. over in texas it, any reason why you moved it moved on from from kyle there i like your little um making of video on youtube oh that. yeah the documentary um, yeah that's, that's cool. fun yeah that's fun Sorry, man, I, I I jumped in there. Go for it. No, no worries. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to put a documentary for it because it was just a bit like we were in Texas. It'd be very cool to do something cool and make it very Texas vibey. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the, the way that we kind of wanted to do something different. Um, at the time, we were kind of thinking, you know, we don't want to just put out the same kind of pop punk kind of record we want to kind of do something out something different and, and kind of stick out a little bit more um yeah well a lot more and um so right. we kind of experimented me and alex wrote for like three months straight um pretty much every day with each other it got very tiring and i don't know if it really worked <laughs> being so persistent on like the days you know um but yeah like um and then so it came to the time where we were kind of deciding who to go with um we had this one guy in mind and he's he was seemed great and um we were very much certain that we were going to go with this with this guy um yeah can you say who it is or or no i don't want to say who it is because i don't want to say that you know we chose him over it or um that kind of thing um because he's such a great producer right um but it was just a different kind of like i think it was in this moment of our career that we wanted to do quite something quite drastically different right yeah um so um we uh foley from as it is um told us how good machine was and we didn't really know much about machine um and we were like, who is this geezer? He's called Machine. <laughs> <laughs> who is this guy? Um, and then the guys from... Um, we heard that the uh, guys from Grayscale were going in. And we're like, oh, fair. Okay, yeah. so maybe he's doing so. And apparently, like, he didn't do stuff for two years. And we're like, okay, so what's he done? And it was like, 
oh, he's done like Lamb of God. And we're like, what? <laughs> Lamb of God? <laughs> and as it is, very, you know, very mixed. Different directions. Yeah. Oh, completely <laughs> different spectrums there. Um, but he did Fallout and, Boy as well, though, right? That's yeah, he done some. He there. did some things with Fallout Boy, which is pretty nuts, isn't it? Um, I, I don't know yeah, what Nick, he did, but Nick, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, Alex, we had uh, Zach Savini on our show a while back, and oh yeah, uh, and he was just. That's how I first knew about Machine because we were just talking about his career and stuff. Because he started firstly by working with Machine. I'm pretty sure he was saying before he went on to work with Feldman, and like that's that's that nuts. Was yeah, that's nuts because um. There's another guy called Will Putney who came from Machine right. as well. And he's the guy that's okay. done every single like heavy heavy album ever. He's done like Knock Loose, Straight from the Path, Counterparts. Right. He's done all those albums. Yeah. And he's he came from like working with Machine, learning with Machine. So we went with the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> yeah, we went with the big guy. And um when we chat, we were very, we were like ninety percent sure we were gonna go with this other guy, you know, and um, right, um, because we loved what he did, and we were very excited, and he wanted to work with us, and we were like, stoked, and um, um, and then we spoke to Machine, and he kind of just came from it from another angle, and it was just so it sounded so so great, and we were just like, yo, this guy sounds great. So, right. um, and he kind of got what we wanted to do and we were like, well, maybe we do it with this guy. Um, and so we looked at the possibility of doing it with him and he was like, yeah, I want to do the record with you guys. And, um, so we were like, okay, I guess we're going to go to Texas then. Um, so yeah, we, we booked our flights and went out to Texas, started recording. Oh, mate, the place. I mean, you saw the documentary. Yeah, if you haven't saw, seen the documentary, yeah, yeah. and to people that's out there, if you haven't seen the documentary, it's just a great, great little documentary just about yeah. writing an album. And, you know, it's, it's, you don't have to like the band to even watch it to no, understand yeah. what's, you know, what's going on. And, and, and I mean, how great the place is that we did it in. Um, it was just a very chilled, yeah, properly in the middle of nowhere by the look of it. It was mental. Yeah, it was the most relaxed I've ever been doing an album. And um, it was beautiful. Every day, boiling hot, um, just gorgeous weather. And so, yeah, we were just loving it. And um, yeah, from there, I, I, Machine just just so creative, so crazy. Um, doesn't sit still. Um but yeah, proper helped me with vocals. We, you know, doing it in such a different way to what I'd normally do, and all this okay. kind of stuff. What, what, what was, what was your kind of reason to for, for wanting to do something really drastically different? Was there anything? What, what was driving, um, driving some of that? We thought that at the time the pop punk was hitting a like hitting a ceiling. Right. We kind of wanted to stand out from it. Um, so we kind of wanted to do something different in that way. We didn't want to just yeah. get lost, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's understandable. So, yeah, we kind of wanted to do something different. And it's, you know, not necessarily saying that we're always going to be doing something drastic all the time. It was just for that moment, I think we wanted to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a, a big difference to Smile Wide to Great Hearts and Nosedives, you know? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I mean, how's how's that been then since you kind of got into the studio with um, 
the machine and got that out is we did you you tore it quite hard before all this well um well yeah we we only did two tours until this right. all kicked off <laughs> yeah i was it. gonna say there wouldn't have been much time with the nah we did a headline we did a co-headline tour with with confidence and that was absolutely yeah. amazing like we did uk and europe and it was beautiful it was a great time um shows were so packed and they were crazy and i loved it um and then we did and then we just did that uh independent venue week tour nice. and then and then the whole thing coronavirus this hit yeah so if you so if you take the coronavirus out of this out of the equation and we get over this 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 pandemic i mean what what are your kind of ambitions or what does the next kind of five ten years look like for you guys in, five, in, your, ten in your years. own mind flipping heck in your own mind. <laughs> five ten years <laughs> wow um it's like a job interview all of a sudden <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i just want to i i i just want to tour and release music and have fun and yeah you say you do you say you're doing a bit of writing with 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 other people at the moment is there any yeah just you know not i don't do it that much but i started writing with some other people um it's kind of nice it's nice to break away from rome for a sec and when you break away from yep. what you're like when you're doing rome when you come back to rome you just got more like fire for it i don't know it's just a it's just a thing i mean yeah um but you know, yeah, I can't wait to just get to get back out there touring and playing. You know, having it, it kind of feels like we took it for granted having all that freedom of just going and going. Yeah, we'll do a tour. Yeah, it's, you know, and no matter how many people turned up, it's just the fact you're doing a show. Be interesting to see how they kind of they introduce all that again. Uh, yeah, you know, like... uh, I hope it is soon. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it is really soon. <laughs> I guess yeah. The issue is that the live music venues, uh, you can't really get away with with distancing and whatever you can. Mm. Uh, yeah, it is a close contact sport, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunately. Well, they're yeah. starting the Premier League in a couple of weeks, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do testing at the door of live venues. Uh, I mean, maybe it's going to happen. I don't know, but yeah. Well, I I hope it happens soon. You know. Um, yeah. Alex, like again, we want to thank you so much for giving us your time today. Like, um, Mate, I've loved it. Just, You've we... literally heard the history of Rome. <laughs> I know. It's, it's from been done some, quite from nicely. when I've been at school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just got a couple of like just sort of standard questions to wrap it up. If that's cool with you, uh, yeah. A uh, bit of a generic question, but like obviously, since things really you know started blowing up for you in I guess about 2014 and. You know, start start with that neck deep tour and stuff. You were, you've been on some pretty cool tours since then that I'm definitely envious of. But but if you had to pick one as your favorite, what, what would it be? I literally did this yesterday. I was I was I, I literally did this like because um, um, my girlfriend was asking what was my favorite tour, and oh, I yeah. had all my laminates out. So you know the you know the you know the laminates that you get from a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you remember all the tours that you've been on, which is really quite a nice little thing. Yeah. And so I, I found them, um, and I was just going through them all, and actually, like, I had to pick out my top three. And so this, this oh, was okay. my, this was my top three. Um. Yeah. So, I don't know whether Reverse it was order, a, please. It wasn't. I don't think it was an order. 
it was a very much okay, like I don't okay. really know what would win, but these were the top three. It was okay. um, yeah. Warp Tour 2016. I mean, right. yeah. just great, just great. Um, Speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Enter Shikari uh, Eastern European Tour. We were the oh, wow, biggest, okay. messiest band, but it was so, so good. Um, yeah. I, I love that tour because it was a very much like we just did it. We were so naive and we just had, got a van and we were like, right, well, we're going to drive to Turkey now. <laughs> and it, it, was just, it was just such an adventure. And um, yeah. we got denied through Serbia. So we had to go all the way around, like through Romania to just get into Bulgaria. Um, wow. And it was it was a time where we didn't. You, you, you didn't really have Google Maps. You were just following us a little sat nav. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Google Maps wasn't on, on it as much as it is now. And so you couldn't just load up where you were and just go follow this road. It was a, it was done through sat nav. And literally it was the hardest thing, just trying to work out where we were going, really. <laughs> any, any sketchy moments during, during that that. that? oh loads of sketchy moments i remember we were going up a mount like there was like this kind of like mount it was in romania and we were going around this mountain and we were like we could run out of petrol and then we just don't know what's going to happen from there because we were going through this mountain and we were running low on petrol and like, well i don't know we'll just hope there's something on the other side <laughs> <laughs> well not a mountain but a very big hill thing i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah just and you know we were talking about all these like gangsters that could be hiding in the bush. I don't know what it was. Our, it was our drummer. He was coming up with things like, "Yeah, didn't didn't you know there's like gangsters in bushes in these areas?" And we were like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we were kind of thinking that there was people ready to get us whilst we were on this tour. You lived to tell the tale. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, we lived to tell the tale. And the other one was not so much like the tour it was more the fact of who we were supporting and it was uh some 41 kerrang tour right yeah like yeah. the shows were pretty tough because it was very much like a tough crowd because all they 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 just pretty much wanted some 41 and here yeah. here yeah. they are here's rome <laughs> um and i sp- i suppose some 41 obviously kind of branch into a mainstream audience who might have just yeah. come for the hits as well so yeah yeah definitely when you guys come out like with with backbone or whatever it might yeah be, might be, yeah okay it was that. it was at the, it was the backbone time as well so yeah, um yeah um yeah so we we came out and did that and it was the fact that it was some 41 some 41 big band in my life like when i was a kid it was the first band that i was like what is this pop punk <laughs> 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 this was when i was literally in derby though it was like when i was right, right. i don't even know that you uh, like eight to ten years old first heard them and was like this is so cool that was my first it was my first cd it was sam's first cd it was alex's first cd and we didn't even know each other at the time and it was miles's first cd oh i i don't even know it was like most of our first cds i don't know i can't remember who had it but definitely alex um <laughs> what 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 were they like as people some point oh mate they were they were great like um dave um was just such a legend mate he um we were like we're just great like thank you so much for having us on this tour and he was so yeah. like 
you know, we went out for a curry. We invited them, and you know, Dave came along. We went for a curry, and he oh, really loved it. And we just hung out yeah. and just talked to him, and you know, and he's such a beautiful guy. Like he, you know, he's he doesn't care about whether you're, you know, an absolute big man in the music scene. You know, he just he'll just talk to you, whoever you are, and and it's beautiful to see that. Like, you know, when they say, oh, like, don't ever meet your heroes because they're not what you think. Well, sure. Well, mine was blown away by how humble this dude was. So, bit of, right. bit of trivia and, about and then the rest of them as well. Just so nice. Bit of trivia about him. He's actually a Newcastle United fan. Yeah, I know he is. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking to him. I was speaking to him the other day about, um, um, about the whole takeover in Newcastle. Yeah. And he's oh, a bit right. uns- yeah, he's yeah. a bit unsure about it. <laughs> well, it's all gone a bit quiet, so we're. Um, Is it? Yeah, yeah. We'll so. not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be very exciting for you guys. Yeah, it could be. There's uh, piracy claims at the moment, though, from the Saudis, which is uh, causing problems with the Premier League. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, fair. It's not what you want. To get not what you want. But yeah, and then um, we spoke to Derek. But it was it was very. Um, so Derek was. It was the first tour coming back from, you know, his time of what he went through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so he he did stick to himself a lot, but I did speak to him a few times. Um, um, but, yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, we saw him again and after that tour. And also we, we saw him when we did Warp Tour as well. Dave actually bought us a kettle as well because he knew how much we liked tea on Warp Tour. <laughs> so he just came by our our, our bandwagon and was yeah. like, hey guys, I bought you a kettle. We're like, shut up. What? <laughs> and so, we, so from then on, we had teas and we were like, yo, just come round whenever you want. So he's coming around playing skate <laughs> in, our, in, our, in our bandwagon. Nice. And it was just funny times. But just such a genuine nice guy. All, all of them are. All of them very nice people. Awesome. awesome. Is is there anyone else that that's kind of had you as you were coming up, kind of totally starstruck and just a bit kind of wobbly at the knees when you met them for the first time? Um, I've never been that like starstruck, but like I've never been like properly like nervous. I don't know whether I would be with other people or not, but I've always kind of just been like. Hey, you right? <laughs> you know, just go up to someone and just be like, "You're right, mate." Um, you know, um, but yeah, like other other really nice people are um, um, good Charlotte. Like when we met them, they were so humble. They were so like, nice. you know, they gave us advice and things like that. And it's just yeah. And again, it's another thing where the whole if you meet your heroes, you know you know that kind of that kind of thing it didn't live up to it because they were so nice and we were like well good charlotte are like lovely people too it goes for everyone like everyone i've met is sound as obviously don't have to name names but there's been no no one that's let you down in that respect no there's no, no, no bands that you've toured with who you're just like well i'd never want to tour with them again or anything no nah, not really man that's good quite, Everyone's been great. I think everyone sees Rome as like the lovely nice boys. <laughs> the southern nice boys with British accents. <laughs> the band that you take home to your parents. 
Ja. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But, yeah. Well, like, I guess Chris, unless you got nothing else, I guess we can leave on that note and let you go and enjoy enjoy the beach or something. Oh, love. Oh, just, That's... just, w- w- yeah. W- one last, just general, um, sort of lockdown thing, I guess. Just, uh, just curious, like, what what you've been listening to recently, and and the cliche oh. thing of what we're all asking each other, like, what what have you been watching to get you through lockdown as well? Ah, uh, good question. Then we'll let you go. I, I promise. Uh, nah, it's all good, mate. Um, so, ah, uh, well, I, I, you know what, I. I don't listen to that much music. Like sometimes I'll have a day where I'm like, oh, I'm vibing. I want to listen to music, or I I want to listen to a certain yeah. certain artist. You know, um, like the other day I went through a load of Simple Plan songs, just checking them out, just seeing how they do structures. I, you know, like nice. it's kind of like a thing where when you're a musician, you are listening to the song and you're paying more attention to things like the structure than actually enjoying the song. So uh, there I am, like listening yeah, okay. to simple plan songs and just li- just listening out to what their structure is, rather than actually yeah. what their what you know the whole song is, you know. Um, and then yeah, who was I listening? To? I listen- I checked out Palo Royale's new album. I was like, "What's this all about?" Then, um, oh, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, um, and like yeah, not much, you know. Malevolence had a new EP out, and I think it's amazing. Um. And then I listen to like a load of set your goals just just for good times and because the oh, summer's yeah. out and you just want to have a happy absolute pop punk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good time for it. Um, but yeah. Um, and then what have I been doing? Like, I haven't really been watching much of an odd film here and there, you know. Um, smashing a lot of FIFA though, for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah. That's it, really. I don't tend to get into programs as much just because I get this, like, itchy feeling where I feel like I'm not making the most out of my time. Right. Like, but, yeah. But, yeah, it's just like an odd film, you know. But, yeah, that's about it, really. Just been cycling and paddleboarding. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, I guess we can we, we can leave it there. Um, just want to thank you again, man. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. No worries, and, uh, man. I've loved really it. It's been great. All, All right, man. Thanks so much, Alex. All right, thank you very much, guys. Thank Cheers, you. Buddy. All right, Bye. take care of yourself, man. Bye. All right, Bye. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, we'd love it if you could subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or any, anywhere like that. Um, also, check us out on social media. If you, if you just search for Wasting Time Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, give us a like or a follow on any of those. And also, we love hearing from listeners as well. So um, feel free anytime to drop us an email at the Wasting Time Podcast at gmail.com or obviously you can message us on social media as well. But um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. For you to